Welcome back to Expert Instruction, the Teach by Design podcast, where we dive deeper into the research surrounding student behavior by talking with the people who are actually implementing these practices, where they work, and with the students they support. I'm Megan Cave. So are you all back to school? We're headed in that direction out here in Oregon. Things will start back up for us after Labor Day here. And I have to say, I'm... I think I'm equally as excited as I am nervous. A lot of students out here haven't been physically inside a classroom in a minute. So this transition between summer and being in a classroom, it's, it feels kind of weird, but it's also a really great time, I think, to figure out how we can support each other differently now and how we can start to create the types of spaces that are welcoming, inspiring, and of course, full of care. Today, we're going to get into what it means to be radically welcoming, a concept that came to me from Dr. Christopher Emden and his conversation during the Lincoln Center for the Performing Arts Activate series that was centered around the same topic. If you haven't checked it out, uh, head over to the Lincoln Center's website when you have about an hour and just listen to the conversation that he has with these educators. It's worth your time, I promise. In this episode, we'll be joined by Saki Malose. She's a research assistant at the University of Oregon and such a wonderful colleague. She brings with her a rich educational experience to the table. She's taught in and worked in schools in India, Peru, Estonia, Finland, Kenya, and of course, right here in the United States. She's more than a scholar and a teacher. She's passionate about being creative and she loves to dance and cook and paint and all of these things she brings with her to create welcoming spaces everywhere she goes. We'll talk to her today about all of that and what a radically welcoming classroom looks like to her. Oh, and today it's her birthday. So I hope you'll all join me in wishing Saki a happy birthday. Now let's get into this conversation. Welcome Saki, thanks so much for joining us and being here. Thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure to be on this podcast today, yeah. speaking with yeah. you. Yeah, it's your first one, right? It's your first podcast. Yes, my first one. <laughs> first ones are always very special. <laughs> They give you this at the same time. They give you so much more joy and happiness. Yeah, yeah. Well, hopefully this is the first of like many to come, you know. Um, so today, today uh, we're focused on uh, the idea of being radically welcoming, which is a new concept for me. I mean, obviously being a welcoming person is something that I I can understand that. I, I know what it means to welcome people. But uh, this concept of being radically welcoming, that, um, that we're doing more to make other people feel comfortable in the spaces that we create, the spaces that we're sort of in charge of. And, mm-hmm. um, and it came to me, this, this uh, concept came to me from Dr. Christopher Emden. I follow him on a couple of different social media platforms. Mm-hmm. And he... Um, you know, he was sharing uh, what it means to him. And then you and I, we both watched yes. the conversation that he yes. moderated, right? Uh, with Thank the you for Center. sharing that. Yeah. yeah. Great. 
Lovely. I always get so much out of what yeah. he has to share. Um, it's really basic information, but the way that he talks about it, it feels fresh and new. Yes. Um, so anyway, so he was moderating this conversation between five educators uh, hmm. from around the U.S. and um, and what it means to them to be radically welcoming. And it was held in this space that he had created specifically to be welcoming for students, which I also thought was great. So anyone who's listening should totally check it out. Um, it's over on the Lincoln Center's website. And we'll put a link in the, uh, in the article with the, with the podcast. Um, so it got me thinking about what, what does being radically welcoming mean to you? Um, I think about the situation where I'm in a totally alien environment where I have not been before. Um, so before stepping in the environment, obviously, like I'm nervous, I'm thinking about yeah. how it will be, I don't know how to navigate, I don't know people there, things might be new to me. So all this I'm thinking before stepping into that alien environment. Um, and many times it happened with me that as I stepped into the environment, um, I saw little genuine gestures by the people there, uh, which really made me feel very comfortable and welcomed. Um, I saw that they took that extra step just to make me feel comfortable and welcomed. And I really appreciated that. And that really means being radically welcome to me. Yeah. And like, um, simple things like food which was known to me music which was known to me a simple greeting which i was familiar with but the people there were not but they did it just so that i feel comfortable and i mm. feel that mm -hmm. and all these little gestures which were maybe not their comfort zone but they mm -hmm. stepped out of their comfort comfort zone just a little small step and took that just to make me feel comfortable, welcomed and kind of a part of the community in a totally new alien environment. Mm -hmm. For me, that means being radically welcomed. Yeah. And um, as an educator, as a teacher trainer, I, um, I really, I felt gratitude for people who did like genuine gestures for me. And mm -hmm. I tried to replicate such little gestures in my classroom, in the trainings that I conducted. So mm -hmm. I, you know, I tried to give back yeah. those little tiny gestures of gratitude. Yeah. For me, I, I totally agree with what you're saying. Cause the, the places where I felt the most welcome, I think have been in people's homes. It seems like to me, someone's home is such a, it's so personal, obviously. It's such a personal spot. And to invite someone inside to see all of your things and how you live and what you do in your home, all of that feels really special. And, um, and so to me, I don't know. I think when I, when I try and think of any space that I'm trying to create, whether it's at work or with friends or just anywhere. I think I'm trying in some ways to replicate what I would do in my home to make mm. other people feel comfortable. So for me, I think that's kind of what it is, is like um, being open myself and being personal myself 
um, just the way that I would, that, that it, that the situation would be when I invited someone into my home. Does that make sense? Like I'm being, when you come into my home, everything is personal. And so any space that I create, I want to make it personal. And, Mm. um, so that if I'm open, I feel like other people will feel like it's comfortable that they could be open. And I think that's like the goal that I have for so much of what I do. I don't know about you, but like for so much of what I do, I feel like I just, not only do I want to be someone who's honest, but I Mm. really want to create the space where other people can be open and honest Mm. and be just who they are, you know, Mm. and feel Mm. comfortable Mm. with who they are. So whatever that takes to, to create that space, that's what it means for me to be radically welcome. You mentioned um, some things that people have done, the little things that they did that really made all the difference. Cause it doesn't have to be some grand gesture, yeah, it's some small thing. So like, what's a situation where you walked in thinking that you weren't too sure how things were going to go. And then it just changed for you. And what was that thing that someone did that made you feel so welcome? Uh, so let me tell you again, a very personal uh, example, not from work, but like, as you said, like, like personal life. So yeah. um, I'm from India and um, I'm in the United States for last three years now. And um, I remember my very first doctor's appointment in the United States. Yeah. Um, obviously, doctor's appointments are not something that you look forward to. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I don't. No. Yeah. Um, and plus, imagine having that feeling in a totally new environment. Right. Yeah, um, I can imagine. Yeah. So I don't know how hospitals are in the United States. I don't know how doctors are, how nurses are. So I scheduled uh, an appointment and feeling all this, thinking about all this, I went into the doctor's office and the doctor was so kind. He kind of, beforehand, he saw my records and he knew that I'm an Indian Um, and um, as I was sitting in his office a little bit nervous thinking about all these things Mm -hmm. as he walked into the office he said namaste and he folded his hands the Indian way Uh, yeah and he said namaste and with a smile and that instantly made me feel so comfortable so welcome and just uh, like it, it just made helped make that connection. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I felt very welcome. Then I come down and like I, like we started talking and it was, although I, I, I was not expecting a very pleasant experience, but I would say it was a pleasant experience. Yeah, <laughs> as far as doctor visits go, it's probably yeah. as nice as it could be. That's yeah. that's great. That's great that he recognized that and um, and kind of went out on a limb to to try that. I wonder I wonder what it took for him to to get to that spot to be like this is what I'm going to do when I walk into the office, you know. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, I think it's cool. I think it's cool. I went. Um, a friend of mine she invited me to go rock climbing. We had both had babies right around the same time and we were kind of in a place where we were ready to just bust out and like go do something else than you know taking care of babies and so um so she invited me to go rock climbing with her which is something I've never done ever 
And I was sure I'll, whatever, I'll get me out of the house. And so, um, so she invited me to go and we went to this gym, um, where they have like bouldering and like all this stuff that you can do. And I didn't know anything about it. And, um, so I was uncomfortable for several reasons, but Mm. one was walking into a place like that, where everyone, it appears as though everyone in there kind of knows how everything goes. Mm. Um, and I didn't know anything. Like, I don't know what am I supposed to do? I went up to the front desk. I figured this is a start, you know, but then like, where's the locker room? I don't have shoes. How do I get shoes? Do you have shoes here? Do I need other things? How do I, where do I go? If, how do I know what thing to go start on? Like, what do I Mm. go climbing on? Like these are, I had so many questions about how it all worked, Mm. let alone, like I'm looking around and it, that the demographic is probably like 10 to 15 years younger than I am. (laughs) And they're also fit and they're doing these crazy things. And I was like, I don't, feel like I belong here. Right. And so, um, so I was just like tagging along with my friend, trying to feel like I'm part of something. And Mm -hmm. then there was this woman who worked there and, um, she noticed, I think that, that my friend and I were new anyway, Mm -hmm. and she came over and she sat down and she started talking to us about the way that things go in the gym and showing us things. And like, I told her I'd never done it before. And she probably was like, yeah, I know. <laughs> Just by looking at you, I could tell. But um, but she showed me a couple of tricks or like how to get started, some different techniques and things. And she just instantly kind of made me feel better about the situation just because she could see that I was like overwhelmed by the experience of being there and that it was so new that just showing me like here's the logistics about how this gym works. Here are some of the rules, like don't sit on the mats, sit off to the side of them for safety reasons. Like just telling me Mm. these little things Mm. made me feel so much more secure about being there, even though it seemed like the kind of person who goes there is younger and more fit than I Mm. am. I still felt like I could, I could be there, you know? So sometimes just like noticing that someone is their first time doing something or that they're new or they're feeling uncomfortable Hmm. and just like taking the time, I think to, to give them sort of the ground rules of a situation can go a long way. True. Very true. Yeah. 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 Um, well, you have taught in many places that I don't think I've ever even been. (laughs) Where have you been a teacher? Where have you taught? Um, I started in India. I yeah. was a uh, part of the Teach for India movement. Uh, it's similar to the Teach for America. It's a sister concern, I would say. Um, and I was teaching in an underprivileged uh, school for two years in New Delhi. That's the capital of India. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the community where I was teaching, it was a refugee major community. So we had refugees from in India we had refugees from different parts of the world and they mainly lived in the community where I taught Um, so I had 49 beautiful girls uh in 49 in your class yeah yeah wow yeah classroom size is very high the population of India is very high so everything we have is big in terms of numbers Mm -hmm. Like number of people everywhere is huge. 
Mm. So I would say I was for- fortunate to get 49. Um, mm. I know teachers who teach like 60, even 80. Um, In one class? Yes. Remarkable. Yeah. yeah. Incredible. So I have like respect. Um, <laughs> for kidding. It. Yeah. Kidding. Uh, um, you taught in India you didn't you say you taught one other at least one other place yeah I volu- I volunteered to teach um, in a like in a couple of schools in Finland um, mm-hmm. and that was a great experience I had earned the scholarship to visit Finland study the education system there um, so as I was uh, doing that I also volunteered in a couple of schools conducted workshops, uh, Bollywood dancing workshops there, and um, had fun with students, although we didn't know the language. Um, Uh Dance is universal, though. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So I Um, taught there, and for my, uh, like, one of the consulting assignments that I did for my graduate school at Harvard, I also visited Kenya and visited a number of schools there where I interacted with students a lot. Um, So that was another different experience for me. I also, although I did not teach, but same, had a lot of interactions with students in Peru um, when I visited Peru. So that was another thing. And now I don't get to teach in the United States directly, but I love uh, going to school. It's my happy place. Yeah, and seeing what all the kids are doing. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, in your as a teacher, you've had to create spaces for the students that you're teaching, especially hmm. when you're talking about a room full of almost 50, 50 girls and from different countries, not just not not from one space, but from but from lots of places. Okay. Um, and then even traveling over to Finland and trying to do the same over there. I'm curious what you've done to create welcoming spaces in your classrooms and how that, is it different in different countries or is, do you try and do things sort of in a similar way? Um, I would say experience in India has helped me a lot because we have this, although there are different states, we have different languages in every state, different food in Mm. every state. So Mm -hmm. my classroom, as you correctly put, was a kind of a melting pot of different cultures, different languages, different um, foods. Uh, So um, I I learned there to create a welcoming environment, which would go beyond the cultural and uh, cultural linguistic barriers uh, of teachers, of students. Um, so I, I fumbled at the beginning, definitely, but I learned from the experience that, uh, from India to do that. Um, and I learned that, as you said, there are things which go beyond uh, cultural and linguistic identities. Mm-hmm. Um, so something which... Like some things which really help me are music, dance. Mm-hmm. Um, everybody loves music. Everybody kind of seems to enjoy dancing. Um, and research says that music and dance help relax, helps us relax, build relationships. 
um, release happy hormones um, and those go beyond any barriers. So having embedding pieces of music and dance in the classroom um, really helped me. And that's what I tried to do in Finland also. Although I did not know the language, students were not very comfortable with English as well. They hardly mm-hmm. knew a few words of English, even though I could speak, I was fully proficient in English. It was mm-hmm. difficult to have a full conversation in one yeah. language. Um, dancing really helped in or putting people together, building relationships. Um, I would also say where um, there are linguistic barriers, um, the language of teacher and students is different. Learning just a few words of the student's language really helped me. I have seen smiles spread across Kenya's classroom where I just used a few words of Swahili uh, in greeting Uh them or saying Uh thank you to them. Um, they would just be like, there would be smiles and they would feel comfortable and we would start having a good conversation or build relation. That was the starting point of building relationships. Yeah. Um, and I also figured that nobody's too old for a show and tell. So, <laughs> so we would uh, have these little days in the classroom where we all bring something from the home to show uh, and talk about it, what's close to me, what's something that's close to me, someone who's close to me, and we would show it to everyone and try to talk about it. And that's how we slowly start building relationships with each other. I love that. I love that. And I'm thinking too about the way that um, distance learning has gone for, for people over the last year and some change that... I think that some of us have felt like we've built closer relationships with people because we're in each other's homes, technically, you know, Mm -hmm. like my kids will come and just like run into a meeting sometimes or a dog like walks across someone's um, background or a cat comes across your face or something. And so you just start to you start to know people as people because we're in our homes. And so I like the idea of uh, doing a show and tell no matter how old you are I can't remember the last time someone asked me to bring something from home to like share that meant something to me you know but um well maybe I guess we've brought in food sometimes to the office we'll bring in something that um that we've made at home something that we like to make at home we bring it into the office to share so that could be another thing right yeah 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 food is another part where um, I feel it's it's the conversation starter and being Indian, yes, it's my conversation starter. Anywhere I go across the globe talking about Indian food, everybody loves it. And everybody loves Indian food. Yeah. It's a love. It's delicious. <laughs> Curries and rice and like yeah. oh, that stuff is so good. Yeah. And it's it's always a convers- conversation starter for me anywhere I go. And I also figured that as teachers, we always have the kind of granola bars or candies for our students. Yeah. So going a little step ahead of that and maybe having, let's say, um, we had like Afghani, Afghan refugee students in my classroom. So why not have an Afghanistan day where yeah. we bring in some Afghan food, uh, we sing Afghan songs, 
dance to it and then the students who were the afghani refugees would talk about um their their attire their like traditional mm-hmm. attire their flag or and we learn from each other and we share the pieces of culture that we bring together um mm-hmm. a friend also told me a friend who lives in new jersey a uh, indian friend uh, she told me that um, on diwali um, like her kids teacher invited her to the classroom bringing some indian food and talking mm-hmm. about how uh, we celebrate diwali how we what we eat and what's the food that's special to diwali so sharing the pieces of culture with come with food is always a binding piece it's true it's true <laughs> when i was thinking earlier about you know have talk our talk today our conversation today i was thinking about like the things that make me feel the most welcome and i think it's always food <laughs> yes <laughs> just having food around just instantly makes me feel like oh i can be here it's okay yeah yes yeah um So you and I know each other from the grant work that you're doing yes. with our friend and colleague Rondenise. And amazing um, woman. Oh, it's just incredible. She's been she well, was on our podcast um not too long ago actually. Um talking about some of the yes. restorative work that that you all are are um engaged with. So um So, can you tell us just a, like a little summary of about the project that you're working on and then um we'll talk a little bit about um one specific component of it. So tell everybody about Isla. Uh so Isla is inclusive skill building learning approach uh where uh, we 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 support student engagement and decrease uh disruption in the classroom and that's done by a restorative piece. so we start on school wide approach uh it's built on like building relationships preventative strategies and then later on moving on to the restorative piece where like talking to the student understanding what's important to them building that one skill that will help the student decrease uh, disruption in the classroom and increase the engagement so that's mm-hmm. a little bit about isla and yeah Yeah. yeah, and one of the there's a model that um that you all follow, follow and uh one of those components is a classroom is classroom management practices, yeah. And um and there's some strategies that you all call wow strategies. Yes. Yeah. So, um did you come up with that acronym or is this something that's like known in the educational space? It's I don't think it's known. I think we came up with it like it's an acronym. Let's just let's just say you came up with it. That's yeah. <laughs> Wow, we came up with it. Yeah. Okay. Um so <laughs> so it's an acronym. Yes. Yeah. Uh and it's what does it stand for? Um so it it stands for welcoming the students at the door, mm-hmm. owning your environment and wrapping up with intention. Yeah. 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 So and, um so let's talk a little bit about how those pieces kind of work together to create a a space where students can be successful. Yes. As I said in Isla we start building upon the school-wide preventative approach of, you know, building relationship and setting up routines. Um so wow strategies define that for us. Um mm-hmm. it means as I said it's an acronym for welcoming students at the door owning your environment and wrapping up with intention 
let me talk about every element a little bit in detail yeah. and i'm trying to focus uh, on the elements from an implementator's point of view as Perfect. in if i am the educator if i am the teacher in a classroom how would i implement the wow strategies in my classroom um yeah. these strategies are based uh, on the premise and um, the research that it will help decrease the disruption in the classroom and also increase the engagement um so welcoming students at the door it's basically one of my favorite ones uh, mainly because it doesn't need any cost it's mm-hmm. it's totally free it mm-hmm. doesn't need any preparation and mm-hmm. you can do it like at every class or every day um so say you are welcoming you are starting your day it's your classroom and students are starting to enter so how you welcome them at the door so basically you stand at the door um say each student's name make eye contact um use a non verbal friendly greeting and uh, think about if you want to embed uh, like covid free greetings now covid mm-hmm. safe greetings i would say um <laughs> the elbow taps the yeah, taps yeah. the little hip check yeah, yeah. yes <laughs> <laughs> yeah or maybe a simple Uh, mm-hmm. say, yeah mm-hmm. um so you stand at the door make eye contact uh, use a like non verbal uh, covid safe greeting mm-hmm. ask each student as they enter how's their day going and like um it helps setting a positive tone it helps like when you make eye contact the student really feel a connection and feel welcomed in the classroom um and I, i as you do it at the door inside you already like maybe you have set up a sitting arrangement thinking about today's class if you need like small groups so arranging the chair in small groups if you need to have a big circle so maybe having big circle uh setting up name tags making it clear to students as like where they they are sitting today Mm-hmm. uh having the printed or whatever material ready like at each place um making it clear to students today what we are doing yeah. and having a set of slides rotating in the classroom um telling today's agenda there are different options uh, which you can explore uh telling today's agenda maybe sharing a meme yeah a joke or uh, setting up a little do now task till everybody arrives and settle down mm-hmm. uh, and if you like you can also play uh, some soft music yeah, that's good time. that's a good time to incorporate yes song and yeah yeah and uh, for welcoming the students all these things that i told at the end they they are added like sitting arrangement playing music sharing yeah music. uh the basic thing is standing at the door using each student's name making eye contact that is the basis of welcoming students at the door yeah um so that's my favorite yeah yeah, yeah. you can i've seen a bunch of um online some of these videos of teachers who have these elaborate welcomes with their students they go viral it's pretty incredible the way yeah. that they remember the unique way to welcome each specific student they have like a handshake or something that they right. do specific to each kiddo it's kind yeah. of incredible that reminds But, oh, me yeah that, go ahead yeah no no i was just saying that reminds me of one of the videos videos that i have watched um uh-huh. like a high school spanish teacher and 
every time he would enter the classroom like uh, he would uh, he would greet everyone with a different like style sometimes he would just jump or something he would I just think I've call. seen it I think I've yeah. seen it he comes in and he says buenos dias yeah but he says it in like a different way or a different right. tone and his students started recording and coming into class yeah. every time yeah yeah so, and uh, that's something that you can explore as you go thinking about what's your style so yes so i may not be a hugger yeah. and, and i might not prefer standing at the door and hug every student as they walk but i like high for giving high five so sure yeah so thinking about what's your style what you prefer and slowly trying to understand what's your student style what they like yeah. what do they prefer yeah. and trying to merge both the styles slowly as you go into the academic year um, yeah but as you get to know each other yeah 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 so what's owning your environment owning your environment is basically focusing on building routines in a classroom so it yeah. has three elements uh teaching the routine modeling mm-hmm. the routines and acknowledging expected student behavior mm-hmm. um so as a teacher or as an educator i would always think what are the different times of the day or what are the different um activities that i would want my students to do in an entire day or in, in an entire classroom period and is there some expected behavior that i want my students to repeat mm-hmm. um so building those routines starting from the academic as we enter the academic year mm-hmm. teaching those routines very explicitly to the students say telling them what is expected in different situations so uh, if i ask a question how do you answer do i raise your do you yes. raise your hands so if you need to get a drink of water how what is expected what what do you do mm-hmm. uh, thinking about all kinds of scenario building routines around them teaching those routines very explicitly to the student modeling those routines initially uh, a lot uh, to tell them what's expected mm-hmm. um and acknowledging the expected behaviors if if you see some students following what you taught like what what routines you taught acknowledging very clearly um mm-hmm. that really helps um and uh, i'm yeah. thinking it reminds me of that story i was telling about going to that rock climbing gym where i didn't know anything about what was going on in there and i was too like out of my element to even think to ask about the things that i didn't know what to do and to have someone come and say no your shoes go up here this is where you can like put all your things and lock them up and then here's the be- here's the restroom and then now we come down here you know like just like walking me through it even that first time and then telling me like you can you're if you can't remember just come ask me about it is was also really helpful you know so i could imagine that for students especially at the beginning of the year it would be useful to uh to tell them all of these things even like the, the small things like you were saying if you have a question raise your hand because it could be that they just either they're kindergartners right and they don't know what to do or they came from a classroom and they did it a certain way and now in your classroom you're doing it this way whatever it is like it's a right. little thing but it it goes a long way i think to making people feel comfortable and less nervous right. about doing the wrong thing right 
right right and uh, one thing i want to stress here is being very consistent in the way you teach routines you model routines and even acknowledging the expected mm-hmm. student behavior being very consistent um i would say like kind of making it your own daily routine to do uh, these things very consistently throughout the year will definitely go a long way uh, maybe end of the year you won't have to model that much or you won't mm-hmm. even like it will just become a second nature for you and your students um, yeah but initially investing some time and like uh, doing it consistently would really go a long way in setting up a welcoming environment for your students and you yeah yeah, yeah for sure for sure yeah. and then the last the last acronym the last letter in the acronym the last letter uh, it stands for wrapping up with intention the w stands mm-hmm. for wrapping up with intention and uh, research has shown that uh, a specified end of the class or end of the day routine for students helps make them calm down gather their learning and prepare them for their uh, next class or next activity um especially i would think it helps if you have a class just before the lunch break um oh sure yeah. and mm-hmm. as students walk into the uh, corridor you would hallway you would always think um and i have experienced that having a specified end of the class routine really helps student uh like behave or like especially calm down during the lunch hours mm-hmm. um, and there are different ways as to how you can wrap up with the intention um to so maybe having a closing circle at the end where you have like specific questions and every student shares uh about them or having a simple like uh, exit tickets where like students write down you have a specific question for students and students write down and give it to you as they leave the class um or having like a big chart and sticky notes where they mm-hmm. stick their thoughts or their reflections or just mm-hmm. um, i remember seeing um a like exit ticket format like a teacher had like huge chart um mm-hmm. and she just gave sticky notes to students and the question simply was how are you feeling today um so that really help the teacher in understanding how are my students today what are they going through and really help building the connection as well at the same mm-hmm. time help her understand um and personally i have experienced that as a new teacher in the classroom sometimes i would think that i did not do well in the class as a teacher i don't know whether my learning objectives were met as a teacher i would think that but Uh, as i go through the exit tickets of my students i would be comfortable thinking that oh no like, my oh. learning yeah they got it <laughs> magic yeah <laughs> yeah i just saw a video i think online of a teacher it was like a little like i don't know some something on tiktok probably where a teacher was like i'm t- up there and it said the caption said like teaching some really complicated a uh, concept with lots of details and then in turn and you look and calls on a student and the student it says the student says not only the right answer but like confidently and like whatever and he's just like oh, i did <laughs> like just so over the moon that like i it, it worked you know yes, and it it's was. true yeah. like you don't always get that feedback right away right. 
Right. Um, so at the end of the day, it would be kind of nice to just sort of do a quick check-in. Like, did you get it? I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And again, thinking about what's your style. So like, um, I would prefer having students sit in a circle and share and talk yeah. about it. But if you want like uh, students to just calm down, sit down, reflect and write down, thinking about what's your style, thinking about what's your student's style, what do they prefer and building a kind of wrapping up routine for them really helps. Yeah, um, I think that that's a, I think that's a really good point you're making because the a big part about making other people feel welcome, I think really hinges on the fact that you feel comfortable and yeah. that you're doing something that means something to you um, and that you want it to be meaningful for them too. So yeah, I think all of this around just being who you are and authentically doing these strategies in a way that comes, you know, feels more natural to you, Mm -hmm. at least in the beginning, is going to go a long way toward bringing other people in and making them feel comfortable too. Yeah. 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 Well, Saki, thank you so much for sharing your experiences, for sharing these strategies with us. I really, I really appreciate it. It's, it's, I think that it's a concept, radically welcoming students and each other is a concept that I'm going to take with me for a long time. And I appreciate adding your voice to the conversation. Thank you.